So, hey, it's been a minute. Yes, who are you? I'm your brother. I'm your brother. <laughs> That's right. Hey, from, Bryn. How's it going? Same, from the same mother. In a world where moviegoers and nerds collide, three siblings have emerged to unite the two forces. These average siblings heard the calling to become movie podcast superheroes. This is Mercado Vision, where a family of fan kids get to nerd out on their favorite movies and television. Uh, I'm great. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays to you. Did you have a good Christmas? And uh, how's your New Year plans coming along? I got to tell you, being a parent during Christmas time is exhausting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not for the faint of heart. Zero out of 10 would not recommend. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. But I was so tired after Christmas. It was it was out of control. I like I woke up at 6 a.m. the next day and then I went back to bed and slept till 10 because I didn't have Austin and it was necessary. I was so tired, but it was lovely. (laughs) Yes, I feel the same way. It was lovely. It was everything I wanted it to be for my kids. But for me, I was exhausted. Like I, I want to take these Christmas decorations down as soon as possible because it reminds me of how tired I was. Yeah. And how messy everything is. Yeah. I already took mine down. So my house looks clean and calm and pristine, which I'm loving. Um, But as, yeah, I was telling, I think Aaron and Sarah, my sister-in-law's your wife and Shay's wife that as a parent, I almost prefer Thanksgiving better because you can just chill (laughs) and eat and drink and play games. (laughs) Thanksgiving is way better. Way the, st- the stakes are low, you know, you just got to like make sure the kids are alive and then you can just have fun. All you got to do is just eat and drink and, and be merry. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's underrated. And I think as an adult, I much prefer it. I mean, I love the Christmas season, but Christmas Day, whew, it's a marathon. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But I am a little sad it's over as per usual. Um, for New Year's, I'm going to be going downtown Bakersfield. <laughs> downtown Bakersfield. Downtown. Um, I'm going to go out with a girlfriend and do it up big. How about you? That sounds amazing. Uh, just keeping it here at the house. Uh, Aaron's going to make some Japanese food for us. Some uh, you know seasonal Japanese food. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because I will mess it up. For the best, but yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. But um, huh, hopefully, we can bring some entertainment to y'all's ears now that we're back. Our uh, episode back, <laughs> back from a long, back. long, long, long break. Don't call um, it a comeback. I think I think our New Year's resolution should be to get weekly episodes out. That's bold, but <laughs> bi-weekly. <laughs> but uh, if the fans want it. We got to give it what they want. Give the people what they want. Yeah. You might notice uh, that, uh, you know, listeners, Shay is not here tonight. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a busy guy, of course, has, has the four kids. He wins that prize for most kids. <laughs> for most kids. So we will just try to, whoever's available that week, try to get them scheduled and recording and hopefully bring you guys some more Mercado Vision entertainment. Because I know you're just yeah. asking for it. You know, it was a big year for Merle, but I think next year is going to be even bigger. So hopefully we'll be able to keep up on everything, um, review everything for you guys, and maybe even expand outside of Marvel. I mean, there's some cool movies coming out. Super Mario is coming out, and that's not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You really want to do a Super Mario podcast? 
Yeah. Have you seen the preview for that? It looks so good. <laughs> I have Chris Pratt. I don't know if he was a right uh, casting there, but. Uh... I don't know if he was either, but I think it has potential. And the trailer gives me goosebumps. So I'm in. I'm all in. Nostalgia you have for Super It's got to be better than the, it's going to be better than the live action one from the 90s. Oh yeah. That was terrible. I mean, I love that one, but it's not good. (laughs) That was horrible. (laughs) But yeah, I think 2023 will be a great year for us. A great year for Marvel and, uh, We'll bring you some good content. Just keep those ears open, people. Yeah, and this is going to be our last episode for the year, considering tomorrow is New Year's Eve. But um, what do you think that we should do for our last episode of the year, Bryn? Well, I had a great idea, as I usually do. We are going to do today for you, ladies and gentlemen, and kids of all ages, a Phase 4 award show. Dun, 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 dun. Why was so, you, uh, maybe I'll input some award music right there. Did you wear your tux? I didn't. It's too uh, it's too hot in this house for a tux right now. <laughs> too damn hot for a tux. Um, yes, we're doing our Marvel Phase 4 award show today. And um, we have some fun little segments that we planned out for you. Let's be honest, Bryn planned most of it out. But I added a few things in there. Yeah, and you had some gonna flavor. Be- we're going to be awarding, well, you're just going to have to stay tuned. I mean, it's going to come in like five minutes, but we're going to have a little bit of an award show for the 2023 Marvel season because it's never represented in the Oscars. So we're going to represent it here tonight. That's right. All of your phase four goodies are going to be going over, are going to be, have gone over, or we're going to go over them. You know what I mean? What was that? You you get what I'm saying. Scratch that, reverse it. Scratch that, reverse it. <laughs> Let's just say if you like phase four, we're going to go over a lot of it today and uh, hopefully give you some good stuff about what we like the most and uh, give you some, um, you know, some little awards. Let's talk about award show really quick. Do you think that that superhero movies are rightfully left out of award shows or should be a little more included in award shows? Well, I might be biased, but they should be more included. Yeah. I mean, there are there are, you know, pitfalls to it there. It's not the best acting in the world, but. There's also performances that have been seen throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe, DC. Obviously, Heath Ledger won Best Supporting Actor for Batman. But yeah, I think they get a little bit of a cold shoulder during award season. I think they're kind of more of like the joke of award yeah. season. But they're also raking in the cash. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're also like, yeah, saving the whole film industry, or uh, you know, or the theater industry, because nothing else really makes money these days besides these big, you know, blockbuster Marvel movies. But to your That's... point, yeah, I think, uh, well, here's the thing with the Academy Awards. They recently, well, probably like, I don't know, five, six years ago, they expanded the number of movies they would do for Best Picture. They used to be, they nominated five and five was it. That was the number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the Dark Knight was not nominated for Best Picture that right. year. And people were kind of pissed because it definitely was one of the best films of the year. And shortly thereafter, either the year after that or very soon after that, they expanded the list. So it wasn't just, you know, held to five films. I think it's mm-hmm. up to 10, maybe at most. It is 10 now. So if it, they had the rules now they did then, it would it would have been nominated for Best Picture for sure. Um, the Dark Knight. And the yeah. only other superhero movie had that's been nominated since that time um, since they've expanded it is Black Panther and that got a lot of good reviews. Um, but yeah, I, I do think they are underrepresented. Underrepresented. You know, it's an interesting thought just because 
what's the distinction between an award-worthy movie? I mean, just because it's, I mean, millions of people are going to see it. It's obviously loved by a lot of people. So therefore, shouldn't it be honored as worthy of an Oscar? I mean, who's to say an artsy film is more deemed appropriate to be nominated than a Marvel film? Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think we'll see some more Marvel films nominated in the future. Not this there year. Were, there was a time when, like, I think, like, Lord of the Rings got nominated. That was kind of a big, uh, more of a blockbuster. Yeah, there's like been a debate between blockbuster films being included in the in the discussion, and I think um, as of late they've been mostly left off. But I think that there was a time, like Lord of the Rings time. What else? What else was coming out during Lord of the Rings time? I can't remember. But there were like a time where blockbusters was a little more appreciated with the Academy, and I don't think it's as appreciated anymore. I know. That's a shame. And hey, I want to go to the Academy Awards. So anybody listening out there has got some tickets? Hook me up. Uh, I want to go. Do you want to go as a guest or as a nominee? Best uh, film podcast is that in, in the category? It no. is in our award show, and we win it. Yeah, I'll go as a seat filler. Hell, just to sit next to you and bump elbows with you know Chris Evans or or Matthew McConaughey or yeah. Tom Cruise. It would be fun to go one year. Well, let's add that to the list. I think if we continue this um, podcast, it's only a matter of time before we get invited to these things. But right, crossing our fingers. But we're inviting you, all listeners, to our award show. Boom! Kind of like that transition. Any you know news you want to bring up that you think is uh, worthy of being on this podcast? I know it's not really a big topic today because we have a lot to get to. But any kind of recent Marvel news or not Marvel, but um, moves. Superhero moves. Moves. Superhero moves. <laughs> um, superhero news. Not necessarily Marvel, but you know, it's all it's all re- related. Um, our boy Bob Iger is back at Disney. Yeah, that's are good. we excited? I think so. I think um, it was well, it was much needed based on what was happening. Um, you can read it online, but I have full faith and confidence in Bob Bob Iger. Yeah, I think he. I think we're, I'm excited to see him back. My friend's sister was just at Disneyland, I think last week or the week before and saw Bob Iger there. Really? I read a tidbit that after he came back that they were going to, Marvel was going to kind of reevaluate phase uh, five and six because some people within the Disney organization thought they got a little bit away from the magic and there was too much quantity over quality and they want mm-hmm. to go back to more quality over quantity. So don't know if that's true, if it's going to change anything that's slated or scheduled, but um, you know, it kind, of, it kind of makes sense. It kind of makes yeah. sense. I can see that to an extent. I think with phase four, we're just kind of waiting for like a, like a spark or a je ne sais quoi, like something special that we haven't really felt this time around. Um, you know, there's a few glimpses out of it with some shows and movies, but we haven't really seen that like, thing that kind of brought us all together for um phase one through three so um yeah maybe a little bit more magic and a less like just getting content out would yeah. be uh, there's got to be a balance yeah i think they i think there was something a little bit missing i don't know exactly what but you know we'll get into that too i mean i'll still watch it <laughs> what about what about okay what about dc like what the f's going on with our boy henry cavill getting the shaft this is an this is unbelievable this is this is not right. I know. And guess what I heard? Um, word on the street is there was a Zoom meeting with Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, and Gal Gadot, and they're thinking about suing DC or whoever is in charge. Sony? Who's in charge? 
Warner Brothers owns owns, owns DC. They're thinking about Warner, suing Warner, Warner Brothers. Because uh, why? Because they got kicked out? I think that there's just kind of an overwhelming sense that they didn't really get what they signed up for. Um, that's kind of what the um, the gossip is, is that they were committed to these films. And I think Ben Affleck was supposed to direct one of the um, Batman films at one point, and that never happened. So I think there was a lot of promises that just fell through with their contracts and these these actors once they're signed on to these they can't do other films they're locked into these contracts and even if they're not recording a film at the time they might not be able to play a certain character because they're locked into Warner Brothers so um there might be some legality just like Scarlett Johansson had with Disney legality issues that that's coming up with Henry Cavill getting let go I think he probably left the wit- did he leave The Witcher to go back yeah, to place Spy- Superman? That's what happened. Yeah. So quick recap. Um, about three months ago, well, it's all kind of revolved around Black Adam coming out. The Rock been promoting that movie, making that movie for ten years. So finally, The Rock comes out with Black Adam. The movie movie was you know so so, but the big That's news cool. at the time of the release was that Henry Cavill was back as Superman. He had a spoiler alert cameo at the very end. Then he announced himself on social media that he's back as Superman within the, and everybody was excited about it because I mean, right. he's a great Superman and he's a good dude. It seems like and he, and he literally looks like Superman He is like the ideal, like what you want Superman to be. Right. Exactly. I could go on a whole podcast about that. Thank you. I think you have a crush on him. Maybe, <laughs> maybe man crush. Well, did you know that he's like, um, I am one week older than him. He's born May 5th, 1983. I, I knew there was a lot of similarities. Yeah, we are almost exactly the same age, <laughs> but I digress. Uh, so after that, DC puts James Gunn in charge of, or Warner Brothers puts James Gunn in charge of DC. And then within a month of that, apparently James Gunn has a whole new plan for the movies. He wants to basically start from scratch. He says, oh, sorry, Henry Cavill. I'm not going to use you after all. So he got the boot. Apparently, there's no more Black Adam, which is okay. But you know, he's he's basically scrapping all these actors, like like you said, Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck, and starting from scratch, which may or may not be the best thing. I mean, maybe in ten years, we'll be like, oh, I guess that was the right choice. But right now, it feels like, what the hell? Like, what the f? You know, like you said, that may or may not. It's tough for me. I'm not the biggest fan of the DC franchise currently as it stands. I think that that's really messy. Um, there's not a lot of strings tying it all together. I mean, it's just lost. It seems to me like the DC movies are lost. So him wanting to just start with a clean slate isn't terrible idea to me. I think that there could be a lot of potential if you just started over. Because right now there's, I mean, like there's like four different Batmans <laughs> right yeah. now. So it's messy. Um, and are you really starting over if you're still going to have, like apparently the Batman movies with um, Robert Pattinson are still going to happen. And that's like, I guess, separate. And you have these Joker oh. movies with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Like those are See, That's just separate. all, it's all too messy. I so think what? that there needs to be an over overriding, you know, thematic sense to these movies. And there's just not. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily getting rid of all the actors that have been committed for a long time, but something needs to change over there. <laughs> something needs to change. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Again, maybe in the long term, James Gunn's doing the right thing. But right now, it just feels like, dude, you have an amazing guy that people love as Superman, and you're just going to 
kick him to the curb after month two months ago he made it publicly known that he's coming back now he has to be like yeah sorry about that i mean i think he'll Sucks. be fine <laughs> he'll be fine yeah, I, think I won't be Hen- fine i, won't be I fine. think i think henry cavill the man that looks like he was chiseled from stone will be fine but um yeah it is kind of shitty i mean these actors are committed to roles and then they just i mean how much of a say do they have do they have to like stay committed until they're let go or i mean what how does the back end of it all that work i'm not entirely sure i don't know these things change all the time i don't even know if he had a written contract to return he's just like i'm coming back bitches (laughs) maybe just the rock like strong-armed it over at dc like hey you better put this guy in back as superman and then maybe that's oral an oral an agreement or something you know Imagine the like um, Warner Brothers team when Henry Cavill tweeted that, and they were already planning on letting him go. They were like, "Ooh, about that tweet. This is awkward." About that tweet, um, you're gonna want to delete that tweet. <laughs> you might want to strike that, reverse it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm. I really don't care <laughs> to tell you the truth. I want. But I want news. DC it's to be news. better. And maybe Marvel will bring Mr. Cavill over to MCU. Ooh, yeah. That's not, that's not out of the you know realm of possibility. It's not the first time that would happen. I mean, we have tons of characters that have been in um, DC movies in the past. So maybe we can. It's like a um, Red Rover. You know, maybe uh, we're just going to come on, on over. over. Come on over. <laughs> Red come Rover, over. Red Rover, send Henry Cavill on over. Come on over, buddy. So anyways, that's kind of like your news we could talk about that all day but we should get to the the meat and potatoes of this the carne and papas the carne asadas the papas fritas fritas. okay i'm ready are you ready for the 2022 mercado vision award show phase four award show i feel like we need a better name for that estas listo that's a working title we'll yeah we'll figure it out phase four award show let me do this really quickly let me just run down the list of the the films all of them and the shows just so our listeners know what we're talking about as a whole okay, okay. so we have as far I as i feel films, like there should be like um dramatic music and they should be flashing on a screen behind you but all right yeah we don't got imagine that, that. we don't get that imagine budget. that we have in phase four black widow shang chi and the legend of the ten rings the Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder, Love and, Thunder. and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That's the movies side of things. As far as the TV shows, all of these were on Disney+. Plus. We have WandaVision, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, which is an animated show, that's still in there, mm-hmm. Hawkeye, came out last Christmas, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and She-Hulk Attorney at Law. And you can also include these special presentations. They were also little TV shows. Werewolf by Night came out this uh, around Halloween time. And the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. And that those are your fav- phase four projects. Everything Boom. all wrapped up in a bow. Marvel Phase 4 2022. That's not all the 2022. 2022. 2022. <laughs> right. No, no, no. 20, uh, the last two years. So it all came out in 21 and 22. Because okay. nothing happened in 2020. That's correct. That know. is correct, sir. Not a damn thing. Cool. So that's the um, standing list of Phase 4. What is um, your first game of choice for our, our yeah. I'm sorry, category of choice? 
let's do the games first. We'll get to the categories. You want to do some games? Game yeah. Of games? Game of games? All right. Lay it on me. Uh, this isn't actually, well, yeah, it's not a phase four game, but it's a cool game I want to play. I've wanted to play it for a while. So we're all, we all know about uh, the Fantastic Four, right? So my question to you, uh, Kai, is, yes. and I'll play along too. I have my, my list here. Who is your fan cast for the Fantastic Four, which is coming out in a few years in the MCU? Lay it on me. Okay, so to be honest, I, I forgot to write this down. So this okay. is going to be off so you're gonna, the cuff. You're wing I know you thought about this. This is forever. off the cuff. Well, I, I'm going to stand by John Krasinski as mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Fantastic. I mm-hmm. think that even though he was brought and then killed, I, th- I think there's still room for yeah. him in the MCU and he would make a great Mr. Fantastic. Turn into SpaghettiOs. Yeah, that was unfortunate. He needs more. He deserves better. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm going to go John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Okay. Susan Storm. I'm going to pick John Krasinski's wife, Emily Blunt. All right. Not a bad choice. And I think I'm not the only one that thinks this and would like this to happen. I mean, we see that not obviously they have real chemistry in real life. They're married with children, but they... Um, starred in A Quiet Place. John Krasinski directed A Quiet Place. We see their on-screen chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not just naturally play a married couple in the MCU? Correct. Correct. Are they like are it. they married? Ben, Mister, they're not not uh, initially. Well, John Krasinski is married to Emily Blunt, but yeah, uh, Reed Richards and Susan Storm. Yeah. Um. Well, in the movies we've seen before, the old movies, they're not married, but I think they do get married at some point in the you know the comics and they have kids all that stuff okay but they are they are a couple they're an item okay and then got for uh, johnny storm johnny storm is the human torch correct yeah human torch okay. thank you <laughs> um <laughs> i want like a young actor um talented could maybe steal the show i'm gonna go timothy chalamet okay human torch i think he could be fun right. and i'd like to see him in the mcu um it's a good pull right i feel like he's got uh, he's got obviously got the acting chops not worried about that but i think that he also hasn't been in like a lot of light kind of he's always been in kind of more artsy heavy film so it would be fun to see him in an action film mm-hmm. i mean he was in dune but that was the world's most boring three-hour film i've ever seen in my life <laughs> so i don't count that as an action oh, god film. yeah that was pretty boring it was like looking like at a painting. literally literally nothing happened yeah, like you said, he's got acting chops, so it'd be cool to pull him over. And who you got for Thing? Thing. That's thing. A, um, we need someone bigger. Not like too big. Big, but not too big. Hmm. Like me, like I'm big, but not too big. Bryn Mercado. <laughs> Sold for $1 million. Oh, I can't think of like any actors that I can imagine. It. Okay. I would like, you know what I want to you know see for Thing? I want to do. It's clobbering time. I want to see. I want MCU to cast another. What's the name of <laughs> Drax? What's the actor's name? Oh, um, Dave Yeah, I want them to cast another Dave Bautista that doesn't have a lot of acting credits. I don't think Dave Bautista had any acting credits before he started. He actually started in one movie as himself, but. That doesn't have a lot of acting credits. But now he's that getting steals, all kinds of movies. That steals the show. You know, Dave Bautista steals the Guardians of the Galaxy in a lot of ways. 
And I want something like that for a thing. I think that there's a lot of one-liners, a lot of, you know, funny punch-up jokes that can be added with that character. So let's let's bring in a newcomer. Let's bring in a newcomer we don't even know about. Okay. You got it. That might have been an easy way for me not to answer the question. It's, it's, it's so much of a newcomer, you don't even know who it is. Like, I haven't even met him yet. You don't even know the actor. I don't even know you don't that even guy. know. Okay. I really, I really can't think of anyone else, but I think it would be cool to see someone that maybe hasn't been seen and, you know, an some, like an athlete or a wrestler like Dave Bautista that has those ambitions to like, move yeah. outside of those, those, those LeBron arenas. James, LeBron James. Yeah. Cause he did so well in space jam. Let's bring LeBron James over. No, but I feel like there's some, there's gotta be maybe like a WWE wrestler again, something like that. You know, those people okay. have a lot of talent and they're, and they're underutilized. So those are, those type of roles I think are good for those type of actors. Well, I'm kind of on the same page with you on a lot of this so far, but I'll, okay. I'll, I'll hold my, my list. Um, what about, I don't know if you're thinking about this, Dr. Doom, Victor Von Doom, the villain, who do you have a, you know, who are you thinking for that? Oh, I have, um, what's the guy's name from you? You, you yes. too, Bono? No, he was in, um, Gossip Girl, but he's in, um. Oh, well, I wouldn't know anything about Gossip Pen- Girl. I have Penn Badgley for Dr. Doom. Penn Badgley. I don't know who that is. He's okay, good? so Penn Badgley was in Gossip Girl Forever Go, but he just became, um, kind of back into the lexicon if you will, with this show called You on Netflix, which is kind of like a horror drama series. It's not really scary, but he basically plays like a stalker and a murderer. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of already shows his like malevolent side. Got that that bad guy in him. Yeah, he's got a little bit of bad guy, but he's also really kind of charming, which I think Dr. Doom has to have a little bit of charm to him as well. So I think Penn Badgley should be Dr. Doom. Watch all these be correct. And I'm just going to win the lottery. Yeah, it should be. It should be like a lottery. If you get all five correct, you're just like (laughs) a billionaire. If you get one correct, you win like $2. All right. I like that. Let me give you my fan casting for the Fantastic Four. Okay. The first two actually are the same as you. I think John Krasinski, who appeared as uh, Reed Richards in WandaVision, not WandaVision, um, Multiverse of Madness. Come on, man. You got to keep keep with it. You can't go down like that. You can't go down being turned into spaghetti by Wanda. And I think John Krasinski is a big personality. He's a big TV star, big movie star. People love like, him. I, I don't think he wants to go out like that. I think he has more to give to the character, right? Yeah, right. and he's a him and um, Emily Blunt are just a smart call in terms of like marketability <laughs> for Marvel. Yeah, like, they're like America's sweethearts, so it would make sense for them to bring them on. Yeah, and I think he's always wanted to be a part of Marvel. He actually auditioned for Captain America, and mm-hmm. obviously didn't didn't get it. But that was you know that's known. So, dude. Come on over, John Krasinski. Let's finish what you started. Get and on Emily, over here. Emily Blunt, of course. The couple, they're already married. They'd be perfect for on-screen. All right, so those are the same. Uh, for Johnny Storm, uh, the Human Torch, I have a couple for you. Um, first one I thought would be good would be Glenn Powell. Do you know who that is? Oh, I love Glenn Powell. From, from Top Gun Maverick, um, who plays Hangman. Yes, he used to be in a show called Scream Queens, which is a Ryan Murphy show. And his character was Chad, but everyone called him the Chad. And he was like this like dumb frat guy, but he was like kind of endearing as it. Anyways, me and my friend Jenny have been obsessed with the Chad 
since yeah. before Top Gun. So I endorse that that request. I don't think I've ever noticed him before Top Gun. I maybe saw him in something, but he was pretty good in that. And I think he'd be a good Johnny Storm. He's kind of got that smirkiness, smart assness to him. But like, yeah, you know, you still probably want to see him be the good guy. Yeah, I think that's a great <laughs> choice. Yeah. And I think everybody was talking about um, Miles Teller. Yeah, everyone was talking about Miles Teller in Top Gun. I'm like, have you seen Pen Bad? I mean, not Pen actually. Glenn <laughs> Powell. Have you seen Glenn Powell? Like that boy is fine. Okay, honorable mention though for uh, Johnny Storm is Joe Keery. Do you know that guy from Stranger Things? Joe Keery. Which one's he? Mm-hmm. He plays. Oh, what's the character's name on Stranger Things? Maybe I can pull it up really quick. Um, he kind of has the long, not the long hair, but like the messy hair, Steve Harrington and stranger mm-hmm. things. He worked at the chips ahoy or the chunk. What was it called? The oh my God. Thing. I love him too. He was also in uh free guy, free guy. I love Steve. Steve. Yeah. I have a thing for, um, <laughs> white guys. If you haven't noticed <laughs> with this thread. Gosh. I love him. Wow. He can do no wrong. And he's got a great head of hair, which would probably yeah. play well for the torch. You yeah. Know? So he's my honorable mention. I think both are, are excellent choice. Okay. All right. Uh, for Thing, you're kind of on the right track or same wavelength as me as far as like a wrestler type guy. But I was thinking of an already established wrestling Hulk star. Hogan. No. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Cena. He's got the size. He's got the the comedic part of it. He's already part of the DC, so he's you know he's, he's been in big movies before. I don't know if he would probably be you know a realistic choice, but I could see him being a my choice as far as uh, the thing. That's not bad. I think he's a little overplayed. <clears throat> if I if I'm being completely honest with you, I feel like they put him in like everything for like three years straight, and so mm-hmm. I'm a little overseeing John Cena everywhere. But he is really funny so i appreciate him not bad choice i don't i not don't hate choice. it what does no. it say about us that we didn't cast one person of color <laughs> in our in our movie i know i was gonna note that that my fan casting is not very diverse you need some um Wait, I'm, not done. I, I'm not done i think it, i think it has more to say about hollywood than us that's what i think it yeah, has no, to say i about. do think in, i think the real casting will probably have some diversity because marvel just that's what they do um but yeah, I was also thinking if John Cena wasn't a good choice, my next best would be Jason Siegel. <gasps> what do you think about that? <laughs> that would be the best day of my entire life. <laughs> you need to calm down. You're getting way too like flustered over there. That's my number one oh celebrity crush. You didn't know that? I'm obsessed with Jason Siegel. I um, thought Joseph Gordon-Levitt was like your number one question no, crush. Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel with a bullet. Um, that'd be great. I don't think that's going to happen in a million years, but sure. There you go. <laughs> I think... I kind of like where you're going with the Stranger Things casting. It might even be, I think we might be overshooting in age and it might be even younger than we're thinking. I think it might be a little bit of a younger cast. Could be. Could Maybe be. not Reed Richards, but I think the Torch, Human Torch, will definitely be a younger character. Well, it can't be they're... too young because Reed, I mean, the Human Torch and Susan Storm are brother or sister. So you want them to kind of be not that far apart right my eldest brother is nine and a half years older than me so okay okay good point um good but point. i think that 
there's obviously a trend in a lot of the phase four films and TV shows that we've seen thus far with younger casting coming up in the ranks. So it wouldn't surprise me to see um, some young up and coming actors in, in right. the in that film. Right. I agree. We'll probably see some unknowns and some younger characters. Oh, and I'll, I'll throw this in quickly. For Dr. Doom, I have these two names. Uh, this guy, I think, would be great, but I don't think he'll do it because, for obvious reasons, um, Adam and Driver is Dr. Doom. I think it's too similar to his Star Wars character with the whole mask yeah. and the voice, all that stuff. But you're just think- like you're just like casting this film with every love of my life. <laughs> I'm just good at and casting. honestly, Emily Blunt too. Like I don't even care. Maybe I should be a casting director. <laughs> Uh, movies just for me <laughs> that's right uh or if adam driver's unavailable we'll give you know cillian murphy a car call cillian murphy's not doing this movie you're out yeah. of your mind okay fine all right we'll move on you're you're you need to eight you're getting you're getting too old you need to think younger younger, younger. I, don't know any, I don't know any young people anymore. maybe someone from the cast of euphoria you know like get those ah, kids in here mm-hmm, i haven't mm-hmm. seen that show i haven't seen the show mm-hmm. yeah i can't think of any other names sydney sweeney but she's a girl so that doesn't really work but she's gorgeous i think that we might be on track with reed richards and susan storm yeah um, if the rumors are true but i uh, i appreciate those rumors and i hope they are true so i'm gonna cast it as mine as well we'll see when does that come out i have to look it up i don't know for sure i think 2025 Okay, so they got some time. We got some time. Be in it. They haven't announced the casting yet. They got they got some time. We could we could we still got a chance. Yeah, you're saying there's a chance. You and I could be brother and sister in that movie. If you want an unknown actor that nobody would expect, hey, you know that are related in real life. There you go, and we're, we're we we check the box for diversity. And I'm really talented at acting. So. You're saying you would be Susan Storm, I would be Johnny Storm, Human Torch. Yeah, yeah. That okay. doesn't work in in hey. historic. Shh. They can do what they want. If they Marvel's listening, if Marvel's listening, I can age up. I can play older. I'll do whatever I got to do. You know, just let me. Just let me in. Hey, movie magic. They can make you look younger, older, whatever you want to do. I just want to get in. Just give me something. All right. What about All right, now? It's time game. for my game. Your Are game. we excited? I've been wanting to do this for a while uh, <clears throat> in some form or another. Mm-hmm. And I think that we should do it every once in a while just to spice things up. But today we're going to be doing the phase four fantasy draft, which means each of us will get a top five team, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll take turns. I'll go first. You go second or Whoever goes first and second, doesn't matter. We'll take mm-hmm. turns and choose our top five players from phase four. And then afterwards, we'll compare our teams and see who would kick each other's butts, Civil War style. So we're supposed to pick based on like abilities or based on like just your favorites or best looking. Like, just <laughs> well, Bryn, if you were putting together a, a super team, if you were putting together a super team, would you choose best looking as your first choice or? No, I don't care if you're ugly as hell. Is you can, can kill somebody. Can you fight? Can you fight? Yeah. You're on my team. Um, I'm, how do we choose who goes first? Uh, why don't you go first? It's your game. Go ahead. Youth, youth before beauty. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> you rocked into that one. Shoot. <laughs> All right. So number one on my fantasy draft is mm-hmm. Loki. 
You're taking Loki. Okay. Taking Loki. We get five, right? You get five competitors. And if you take my number two, I'm going to be so pissed. Do they have to all have appeared in phase four or could it be anybody in the MCU? No, phase four. Phase four. Phase four. Okay. Okay. Number one, Loki. What's your number one? I will take uh, the Scarlet Witch. Oh my God. How dare you? You know, going by, you know, winning in a fight, she is, she kicks ass. She's like one of the most powerful beings. That was my number two. I just thought Loki would be a good leader. Fudge. Okay. Um, I've I've already won. They could have Scarlet Witch and like four, you know, elves. You don't know if you won. You don't know if you won. She's already lost in the movie. (laughs) Mm. Um, Okay. I'm going to say my number two is for fighting purposes is Yelena. Okay. That's a bad choice, but all right. She's, she's great. Elena. She okay. can kick anyone's butt. What are her powers? Hmm? She doesn't need any powers. Ah, she's and so she cool. did have powers at one point, sir. And she's she's funny. <laughs> she's funny. She has Florence Pugh powers. That's all I, that's all I need to know. I just want I just want to hang out with Florence Pugh. <laughs> These are really people you want to hang out with. That's nothing to do with winning a fight. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's what my team's ending up to be: Loki and Florence Pugh. Right. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Well, how are you going to hang, hang out with them if they're all dead? <laughs> Ooh. What's your Burn. number two place? My number two. Okay. Let's, let's take a look at the list here. I will go with. Dun, 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 dun. I'll take Shang-Chi. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that draft works, right? You don't always get the people you planned on getting because they could be picked by somebody else. <laughs> I created this game and I'm doing terribly. At and now you're going to lose. <laughs> Why wouldn't I pick any of those people first? You want to stop now? Because I think I won. I think I won. Okay, no, I still got some, I got some stuff. Up my okay, sleeve. you got some tricks up your sleeve. Just wait till your fifth pick. It's going to blow me away. Yes. Okay. You have, you have, you have Wanda and Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with... You're struggling. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. I don't even want him, but I know he'll be powerful. And he'll, <laughs> and, he, and he's the only one that's beaten Wanda so far, so I'm checking him. It's a good pick. Thank you. Okay. I will go with... Um, I'll go with Lady Thor. How about that? Lady Thor. Terrible choice. She's, she's on the brink of death. <laughs> but she's not... Yes, she is. I mean, I guess she dies in the end of the film. Okay, I'll take that. No, nope, no. Nope. Nope. Thor. I'll go with Hemsworth Thor. Damn it. Why did I talk you out of that? <laughs> Just give me a Thor. I don't care who it is. I'm going to say my next pick. Okay, so I have Loki, Elena, and who else did I say? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Okay. All right. I'm not, I'm not, I don't hate that team. I'm going to say Loki, Yelena, Doctor Strange, and Love. Love? Mm-hmm. The child? She's got god powers, and she will grow into them, and she'll fight properly. She fights alongside Thor at the end of the movie. Yeah, the last 30 seconds of the movie. Yeah, really? but she's got the powers of a god, so <laughs> she's better than Thor, probably. Maybe. All right. I think it's a good you choice. And I got Lady Thor, who's basically dead. This yeah. Time. Okay, you win. At least thing. mine's gonna grow up to be something. <laughs> You're just gonna die in two minutes. Shit. Okay. 
Note to self, don't pick people that die. <laughs> if they died, how powerful could they really be? <laughs> okay, you're up. Choose your number four spot. Okay. I'll go with Moon Knight. Solid choice. Yeah. He's unstable, you know? Yeah, but he's like, well, you kind of get two for the price of one because there's like two people. He's got multiple personalities. So yeah, that, that'd, be, that'd be fun. You just said he has multiple personalities. So good luck with that. Okay. I still got Scarlet. Good Witch. luck raining that one in. I'm confident in my team. Okay. Okay. Sure. So I have Loki, Yelena, Doctor Strange, Love. And then this is my fifth pick. Yeah, it's your last oh, pick. No. It better be a good one. Oh, no, no. I'm going to pick Shuri, the new Black Panther. Wow. You're not good at your own game. What do you mean? That's a great choice. She's only powerful when she has a Black Panther suit on. So? So? Wanda's only powerful when she's not insane. (laughs) That's not true. She's always No, she's always powerful. I should have picked her first. better cut that out. I should have picked her first. (laughs) I I let my girl down. It's like I'm her biggest fan and I didn't pick her first. I'm going to pick Kingo. Kingo? Kingo. You know. Kumail. From Eternals? Yeah, he's got the the lasers out of his fingers. And you think that's a better pick than... And, it, and he has his Black friend Panther? who follows him around with the camera. That's really funny. So okay, that's, that your, the, that's your comedic relief. That's my comedic pick, yeah. There. All right, let's stack them up against each other. Okay. I had like a, I had like a sports noise in my head for that. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we'll add some special effects there. It's going to be post. on the screen, on our screen behind us. It's going to be our teams versus each other. So, okay, so you got... Mm-hmm. You got Wanda. Mm-hmm. I have. I'll give. I'll give you my list. I'll give All right. You team. Team All right. Bryn. All right. A Scarlet Witch. Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. Thor. Mm-hmm. Pick one. Moon Knight. The powers of a god and Kingo. An Eternal. It's a pretty good team. <laughs> you have uh, Loki Doki. You have Yelena Boleva. You have Mr. Hey, Doctor. first of all, first of all, Loki is a god as well. Okay. okay. That's true. Yelena is a trained assassin, and you're gonna tell me that's that you're gonna look me in my eye and tell me that Black Widows, the Black Widows are not just as badass as any of the other Avengers. Yes. Okay. I, I that's, that may be true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're gonna so look you in the eye and tell me that. <laughs> I'm looking you in the eye and saying yes. Well, we're on a screen, so I don't know where you're looking. Okay. okay so I got Loki, Yelena. Love, Shuri, and Mr. Doctor. Doctor Strange. Mr. Doctor. <laughs> uh, okay, I think in like 10 years, my team will be great. <laughs> I think my team wins just based off Shang-Chi and Scarlet Witch alone. <sighs> You're right. Those were... But, I, I shouldn't have chosen Loki first. I was stupid. I'm dumb. But dumb. On, honestly, I want to hang out with your team more than my team. Yeah, you so, do. Yeah, yeah, you do. You're telling yeah. me you don't want to have a drink with with Yelena and Loki? I like me some Yelena. I like me some Florence Pugh. Yep. All right, fine. You won my own game. I lost in my own game. Okay, it's not about winning. It's about... <laughs> Who would have thought? It's about just, you know, having that fun. That was fun, though, right? Good game, Kai. Good game. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's play I it again you. sometime. Hey, you know what? We I might have lost, but 
if Shay was here, he definitely would have mm, lost. He would have picked like Howard the Duck five times. <laughs> Just five like, Howard the Ducks. Howard the Duck, uh, Miss Minutes, um, you know, some somebody's shoe, um, something like that. I wanted to pick Spider-Man, but, you know, that's kind of an obvious choice. Yeah, I thought Spider-Man was kind of too obvious, too. I actually had zombie Captain America on my list. Oh, that's kind of out there. And I thought and about picking, um, picking She-Hulk, but I didn't. I almost picked Vision, too, but that fool never does anything. No, he's too busy, like, getting caught up in philosophy to yeah. like, really do anything. He's a lover, not a fighter. Thinks too much. All right, guys. Oh, but if I would have picked, if I would have picked Vision, he would have distracted Wanda. Mm, Damn it! I am that. not good at strategy. You better get better at this game for next time. Next time, I'll I'm coming for you. All right, what's the next part of our show? All right, guys, let's get into the awards section. We've all been waiting for this. I'm thinking we, we each kind of have our picks, right? So there's not really an official winner. It's just like my pick, your pick. Yeah, except my opinion is end-all, be-all. Yeah, I agree. But we really know whose opinion is the end-all, (laughs) be-all. I'm winking. It's like that scene at the end of Infinity Game between uh, Thor and Chris Pratt. We all know who's in charge here. There will be no fighting. (laughs) There'll be no knifing. (laughs) Knifing. Our first award category is Best New character so out of the phase four kai who do you have as your best new character i'm gonna go with yelena belova i think that she is going to um carry a lot of phase five and six i think she's gonna be a figurehead in the next movies i think she might even come out as a leader at some point she's Mm -hmm. kind of like loki um in terms of being a lovable villain and I want to see more of her. And I just love Florence Pugh, like literally put her on the screen all the time and I will be happy. And that's yeah. why she's on my team. She's Ooh, yeah. at the top of the world right now, like getting all these acting gigs, like being one of the figureheads of Marvel phase four, five, six. Good choice. Thank you. Who is your best new character? My best new character was Shang-Chi. I Good think, choice. um, yeah, we got that Asian representation in there. I think the movie was pretty excellent. I think, I mean, the dude wore Jordans. Come on. He wore Jordans while he was fighting bad guys. Ah, that, yes, is, that is cool. Come on. Yes. That's the only reason that you chose him. <laughs> and I had an honorable mention with Miss Marvel. You know, teenager, had a kind of a good story, got the, you know, um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not finish that show, but I believe you. <laughs> you believe me. Okay. So you had Yelena Beleva. I had Shang-Chi. And Yelena Beleva is just more fun to say. <laughs> yeah. She's probably more of a leader than Shang-Chi because I think she's actually going to be a leader or a head of the Thunderbolts. I think movie. so too. Yeah. So at least a main player. Mm-hmm. She's just got a lot to offer, and I don't think they're going to bring Florence Pugh on to not have her star in things. So um, she'll she's going to be the one to watch for sure. And she's super smart, and she's cool. And she likes she likes mac and macaroni and cheese with uh, hot sauce. I want to be able to do a, a Russian accent like her is mostly what I want to be able to do. That's my twenty twenty three resolution to talk like Yelena Boleva. Nope, let's that wasn't he, let's it. Hear, let's hear it. Let's hear it. What do you got? 
vodka. <laughs> I just say vodka. That's easy. I just like to drink the vodka. Vodka. Uh, vodka? Vodka. I don't know. Still fits. Still fits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a good two choices with our next award. Next award. I can't wait goes... for them to find out that we're giving them their awards. I know. They're going to get these things in the mail and be like, oh my gosh, this is what I've always wanted. It's better than the Academy Award. Who's Mercado Vision? What is we got for best score? You know, I love my scores. And I'll go first since you went first the last time. Best score, I have The Eternals with Ramin Jawadi. I probably butchered that name. But the Eternal score was legit. It's the same guy that did the, um, the score for Game of Thrones. So I like it. I actually find myself listening to it while I work quite often. Hmm. And honorable mention is Shang-Chi score. What do you got for your phase four best score? I almost chose Shang-Chi, but I... Om- okay, so riddle me this. Do the people that do the score also do like the music that they choose for the movie or is it just the composition? By music, you mean like songs that are like Mm -hmm. sung by people? I think it's just the composition. like Sung by people? (laughs) Songs that are sung by people? Yes. Like what would be an example of like the music? Well, because I really enjoyed the soundtrack to Shang-Chi, but I couldn't really remember the score. So I didn't know if they were one and the same or if they are different people. Mm. So um, that was your pick, and your honorable honorable mention was Shang Chi. My best score is a Black Panther, Ludwig Goransson. Goransson, we are so bad at names. It's it's amazing. It's like our calling card. I'm standing by it, Goransson. <laughs> Goransson, Ludwig Goransson. We'll go with Goransson, who he actually won the Academy Award for the Black Panther. Uh, I know because uh, I'm really good at this award thing. Mm. Um, yes, he did the score for Black Panther, Mandalorian, Turning Red. He also did many music videos and short films for a lot of artists in the industry, uh, musical artists in the industry. He is basically in like in with Disney and Marvel and Star Wars in there, like in like Flynn. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I really like his scores. I think they're like um, subtle and powerful when they need to be, but also really soft. And I mean, strong and powerful when they need to be, but also really soft and subtle when they need to be. I like emotion. your pick. I like your pick. He also thank you. Score, I thought you'd be so proud of me. Uh, he did a score for "I Am Proud of You" always, but especially when it comes to scores. He did. If you want a good workout score, like to get your workout on, he listened to "Creed" by Ludwig Göransson. The Creed Goransson. score. That'll get you I pumped will. up and get I love your, Ludwig Goransson. Going on a run, doing your elliptical, whatever you do. Is that German? What is that guy? I think it's probably Swedish. Swedish. Ah, Swedish. Okay. Ah, okay. Cool. All right. That one of my favorite categories, because I've Ooh. always identified with them as from a small child, is the best villain. I'm wondering if we're gonna have the same pick on anything. I think that there's I think that we gotta have the same pick here. There's not okay. a lot of villains in phase four. Yeah, true that. Oh, and also this could apply to film or TV. I'm mostly yes. picking, picking TV, but you could pick a, I mean, I'm mostly picking film, but you could pick a TV show if you want. Oh, I, I picked a TV show. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't. Uh, I know what I can do. You don't got to tell me what okay. I can I can't Sorry. do. Well, maybe the listeners don't know what you can do. Um, phase four means film and movies or nope. <laughs> means movies and TV shows. Bryn. 
Um, my best villain Loki. is Kay. No, oh, excuse Kang. me. Don't 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 interrupt oh, me while sorry. I'm speaking. Sorry. My best villain is King the Conqueror from Loki. Actually, mm. um, he delivered more in that like two minute monologue that he had at the end of Loki than any other villain that has been in Phase Four thus far, and. Obviously, I'm right with this because they are going to be featuring him a lot more coming up. So I choose King. Awesome pick. He is the Thanos level villain of this saga, phase four, five, and six. He has uh, multiple versions of himself. I don't know if he's actually referred to as Kang in Loki, is he? He might be referred to as like the remaining the, one, or like the remaining the last, one, or something like something that. Something like that. He is king, but they don't. But we know be. him to be king. Yes. Yeah, and he's going to be in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Good trailer yeah. if you haven't seen it. What's your best villain? Can you guess? Oh, Wanda. Nope. Oh shit. Nope. Gosh, I picked um, Gore the God Butcher, Christian Bale, and Thor: Love and Thunder. <sighs> He was, he was good. The, the best part of that movie. The movie itself, kind of disappointing. Um, I kind of forgot about him to get into them. that, but man, he killed it as as the villain in that movie. Do you agree? I, yeah, I just rewatched it not too long ago with Austin, and I was like, God, he is so he's like terrifying in that. Yeah, film. I feel like Austin it, wasn't scared of him, uh, but I thought he was kind of scary he was almost wasted he was he was almost wasted a little bit you know like how good of a villain he was and how Mm -hmm. poor is kind of a strong word the movie was but yeah i wouldn't say it was poor it's not poor but it wasn't you know what we hoped it would be but man he he was definitely a bright spot in that film yeah or a a dark spot in that film depending on how you want to look at it it's a great choice honestly um my choices are excellent underutilized uh, i mean he was a main focus of the film but he's not going to be around anymore so um one and done for christian bale oh, i know i'm glad we had him for at least one movie i wish we got more of him but he's such a good actor man guy kicks ass uh, best acting performance who is your choice you know i thought about this for a while and i was gonna say christian bale because what we just talked about he did an amazing acting job in this movie but he wasn't in it as much as I think he needed to be. And I think the best acting in phase four is actually Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. Um, he got a lot more screen time. I don't even know if you, you did you even finish the, the series? No? Yes? Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe not. The series itself was, you know, okay. But he did a pretty good job he did. acting. He did excellent. He carried two different people, and there are two very distinct characters. You never question which one he is playing at which time. He's a great actor. He's obviously done many films. He's in part of Disney. He's a part of, and uh, I think best acting performance goes to Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. What about it's you? A great choice. I actually looked up when I was watching Moon Knight. Is Oscar Isaac British? Because he was doing such a good British accent. Right. Right. And I was like, wait, I thought it was American, but now I'm not entirely sure. He's and, like Cuban or something, right? Part yeah. Cuban, and part um, Brazilian. But oh. he killed that British accent. I mean, I'm not British, so maybe I'm speaking ignorantly here, but I thought he did an excellent job. So that's a great choice. I think you will know who my choice is. Yelena Boleva? Nope. 
Oh man, I suck at printing your pics. <laughs> you don't even know me. I guess I don't know you at all. Um, she was actually nominated for a Golden Globe for this performance. Can I have a hint? That was a hint. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a better hint? A good hint? Uh, well, she was one of the only Marvel characters nominated for a Golden Globe for a Marvel show. It's I'm gonna you're just, you're just dumb. I, I can't. It's late. It's Elizabeth Olsen for WandaVision. I was gonna say that. Well, you did it. Not really. So, yeah, him, her and um, Bettany, Paul Bettany, got nominated for the Golden Globes last year or mm-hmm. the Emmys. One, I think it might have been the Emmys. Okay. I can't remember. What she did in terms of. Are you basing each- this off of WandaVision or Multiverse yes. of Madness? Or both? WandaVision. WandaVision. Okay. okay. Um, in terms of changing her acting styles just episode to episode for each decade. And the little nuances that she made, the little changes that she made for each episode, it was like masterful to watch. I um, I think it was really beautifully done. And I don't know if we'll see anything like that ever to come from Marvel again. So she gets it hands down. Right. No, she, WandaVision was a great show and she carried it. And yeah, you really felt her, her kind of pain, especially at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. And you relate to that, especially I'm sure as a mother, you know? Yeah. Um, but just creatively, I think like every decade that they did, you know, the fifties actresses were different than the sixties, different than the seventies, different than the eighties. And she nailed each little kind of characteristics so well while still maintaining the character. So she literally like, while you said Oscar Isaac played two, she played like eight different characters in that show. So it was one. It was a fun show to watch, and I'm sad it's over. I don't know if the, I don't think it's getting a season two. Uh, no, but I did hear it hasn't been formally announced, but that I did hear they're doing a show called Vision Quest based off of Vision. I don't know which Vision because there was like two at the end, but uh, and she Albino Vision, the, Albino Vision, <laughs> Mercado Vision. That's so, the next show is going to be called Albino Vision. Yeah, I don't think she's dead, though. I think we might see some more Wanda in the future. No, if they if Marvel knows what's good for them, she won't be dead. She won't be dead. And that's a threat. Can't kill a Scarlet Witch, bitch. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Best fight scene. I'm hoping we pick the same one here. Please. If you, know, know. It's, if you know it's right, won't know what the right answer is, you pick what I pick. You, p- you pick what I pick. You pick what I pick now. I pick the Shang-Chi bus fight. No, but good pick. Good pick. The one I'm going to say, you probably didn't even think about it, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. Cool. Why don't you just call me an idiot? Idiot. Bus fight. That was a great... uh, That's kind of his first um, fight scene in the movie, I think, Shang-Chi, right? And um, the way that was filmed, the action sequences, it's very... Bruce Lee slash um, Jackie Chan um, style to it. I mean, it was it was ballsy. It was great. I loved it. Uh, no, I think that that scene because it was a um, unknown character, an unknown movie, um, just kind of <clears throat> new to us as an audience. And I think that the bus scene really set the tone for the rest of the film, where you're like, "Oh, this film is gonna be good." Yeah, that's my favorite. What was your favorite? Yeah. Imagine I was just thinking like. Your best friend, you're on some public place. All of a sudden, your best friend just starts like kicking people's ass, like with martial arts. And that's because I'm that's how Aquafina was in that scene. And she it was pretty funny. So it's like, 
I don't know. What if like Jenny started just beating people's like ass in front of like you and you're like, what the hell, Jenny? Like you're a super, per, you're a super, per, super, superhero. Super, 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 super. I honestly, if Jenny started doing that, I probably wouldn't even be that surprised because she like, is obviously Jenny. You're a superhero. She's the superhero yeah. already. So <laughs> I'd be like that. That checks out for Jenny. If I started doing it, I feel like people would be surprised. Jenny would be like, Kai, Kai, what the hell? <laughs> Who's supposed to be me? <laughs> I was just thinking that just came to my mind because I thought Aquafina was pretty cool in that scene. Yeah. Too. Yeah, and there was a level of humor, which I always love, that being brought into movies so it's not too heavy. And it was just a great scene, great fight scene. What else could you want in a fight scene, Bryn? I could tell you what you could want. You could <laughs> I'll tell want, you right now. You could want three Spider-Men squaring wow. off against freaking Spider-Man villains. So my best fight scene was Spider-Man No Way Home. We all know the climax at the end at the um, Statue of Liberty. You have Peter 1, Peter 2, Peter 3. You have... The lizard, you have Sandman, you have Electro, you have Green Goblin. So it was, as you know, if you've listened to this show and you know, like I was waiting for that movie for like two years. That last scene, all three of them come out. I mean, the last 30 minutes, that movie was amazing. And I think they just, they nailed it. I think it was a great climactic fight scene with all three Spider-Men. It was such a unique thing that never been done in film. It was really fun to watch. And it was just like, exciting it was fun i yeah. think i remember watching this the second time we you know bought it like on digital or something and that scene was like happening and i wasn't crying but uh and I were, right now? no i'm just like reminiscing like this movie, <laughs> movie is so good and once they all like first they all the three of them kind of like try to fight but they can't really figure it out and they, they they talk like oh we gotta like use our tingle and like work together then they all start running out together and jump out at the same time. And they land on the top. Like Aaron, like looks over to me. She's like, this movie is so good. (laughs) (laughs) It really was. I think um, that's my best fight scene. Spider-Man of all the phase four movies is kind of the one that brought me back to the Avengers feeling in terms of like being excited and kind of surprised. And that feeling of joy um, while watching a Marvel movie, it nailed it. So great choice. Thank you. I honestly uh, forgot about that scene. <laughs> I, I told you. I told you. you forgot. Mine was a good choice, though, too. No, your choice is good. Mine is better. Okay. Uh, most disappointing film. I, I mean, this is the same uh, one. Okay. On the count of three, you say your most disappointing film, and I'll say it too. One, one two, two, three. three. Spider Man No Way Home. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought you were being serious. I'm just kidding. You're like, I'm done. What? I quit after this I just, podcast. After I just said all that? <laughs> no, mine was Eternals, actually. Oh, okay. Well, mine is Thor. So we have um, not been on the same page. <laughs> nope. Apparently, you don't know me. I don't know you. I picked Thor Love and Thunder because I think I had high expectations for that based on Thor Ragnarok. And when it wasn't as good as it could have been or should have been, I was like, man, this is disappointing not that it was a bad film but it just wasn't you know it didn't live up to the expectations i had for it um i understand that i mean i I still loved it so i i i was on the opposite train as most people for that movie i enjoyed it i laughed so all right if you laughed then it's good so why did you pick eternals i mean you didn't really have expectations of course because it was a brand new film but you just didn't like the movie i guess i didn't expect it to be great but it was intriguing and I wanted it to be better than it was. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like it had a lot of potential and it fell flat, unfortunately, which is sad because it has a great cast of actors. Um, it just misfired so many times that I, I I I don't know how you don't put that as the most disappointing Marvel phase four film. I think that film's actually underrated, believe it or not. I do too. I do too. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, I don't hate the movie, but I just think of all the films for phase four, it is the most disappointing. It 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 got the worst, um, as we'll talk about later, Rotten Tomatoes score. But I do think it is underrated. I think it was unfairly criticized. And I think there's a lot of bright spots on that film that are overlooked. You know, the diversity, the fact of having 10 brand new characters that have pretty good dialogue that you kind of care about each one. Like that's that's hard to do in a film, period. And I think it was pulled off pretty nicely. But I yeah. see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It's a, it was a little messy. And based on the cast and everyone that was in it, it could have been a lot better. Yeah, maybe they'll improve the better. one. Could have been better. I couldn't have made it better. <laughs> But it no, <laughs> you definitely could not have made it better. You can make it worse. So your most disappointing film was Thor. Yes, yes. This one, the next category, um, most surprising film. I still haven't written it down because I'm, I'm not really sure which one to pick. Were you disappointed in Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness? Or were you surprised? Or neither? So I put Multiverse of Madness as my pick for this one. Okay. Um, only because I came around to that film and I didn't think I would. So that surprised me of all the Marvel Phase 4 films. I was most disappointed at the first time I watched it. And then the second, third, fourth, I just watched it yesterday with Austin. I like it. I like it a lot. So I think I, I'm most surprised in my ability to change my own mind. <laughs> or the film's ability to change that my is- mind. I think it's one of those movies that you need to watch a couple times. That's quite surprising. I know. I, I'm changing mine every once in a while. You can change your mind whenever you want. I got to pick one, I guess. Most surprising film. I don't know. I'm at a loss here. With Doctor Strange, I think I was hoping for a lot more, but it's still it's still a good film. I think it's still delivered for the most part, but it could have been just a title alone. It could be anything. You know, it could be mm-hmm. so crazy um, and out there. It really wasn't that crazy. Um, it had some elements of that, but... You know, once you take it for what it is, it was a pretty good product. Um, but for most surprising film, I'll just put Shang-Chi just because it was surprising. It was surprisingly good. Yeah. Not that I was expecting it to be bad, but no. you're introducing a new character, um, a new culture, so to speak, um, new kind of fighting style. And I think it all gelled pretty well. And not that I was maybe surprised is not the right word, but I feel like you know, it was surprising that it was, it was as good as it was. Does yeah, I agree. Does that, does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. I agree with that. I think um, the Shang-Chi probably cap- captured what it was supposed to do the most out of any of the new characters that were put forth. So I totally think that that's a great choice for most surprising. I don't know well, if it's you. like surprising. Yeah, maybe surprising is the right word. Maybe you're dumb. I don't know. Tough category <laughs> for me. I'm just not surprised ever. So ever, nothing surprise surprises them. me. No, it's surprising. Didn't surprise me, but it's surprising. <laughs> Never mind. Nothing gets over my head. Nothing surprises <laughs> me. I would catch it. I'm always, I'm always aware. All right. <laughs> what do you have for our next category, which is best TV show or special presentation? Okay, you know the answer to this. I'm pretty sure it's Wandavision. 
It's not what I picked, but I'm pretty sure it's your pick. That is my pick. I haven't watched it in a while, and I feel like I need to revisit it because it's so near and dear to my heart. Vision and Wanda right there on my water bottle. I see them every day. Couples goals. Maybe not because, you know, she like hypnotized a whole city of people for her love. But is it that so much to ask? Is it so much to ask that someone hypnotizes a whole city for me? No, it's possible. No, I think it was excellent. I mean, we've been over how much I love this show, so it's kind of a no-brainer that I put it chose it as my best TV show or special presentation. The care they took in each episode for each decade, it was just from start to finish fun to watch, especially for a television show. I think uh, I agree. There are no other options, so I don't Is even it- know what you would choose besides that. And if you say Falcon and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> I quit this podcast. I quit. Edit me out. I quit. Uh, just a quick word. Yeah, I think WandaVision is excellent. I think, I don't want to say it's overrated, but I do think we look we experience that in a unique way because we are so starved, I think, for Marvel content when that came out because we mm-hmm. hadn't got anything due to the COVID for like almost two years. Like nothing came out in 2020. The last film before that, I think, was Spider-Man Far From Home. So like we were ready for like, just give me some Marvel. Right. And that was the first thing that came out in 2021 and it came out in like just 30 minute episodes. So like you were just left wanting more. And Mm -hmm. um, so it was very enjoyable from that point of view. So good choice, Uh, but not my choice. My choice. Cool. 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 (laughs) You still have never picked the same damn thing. I pick Loki as my best TV show. It goes without saying Tom Hiddleston as Loki are it's it's like a great choice meat and potatoes peas and carrots peanut butter and jelly those people are like the same person and he's been around since the beginning basically so he has a long you know backstory or history of that that character and I think the show is still refreshing it kind of brought in the whole idea of the multiverse you also throw in Owen Wilson in there you throw in some crazy variants in there and uh yeah i thought it was a pretty good show do you concur i do concur i think um what you said is correct i think that we were starved i think that maybe they set the bar really high at first with those that programming those i think it was it was wanda vision then um falcon and the winter soldier and then loki correct and even though i don't love falcon and the winter soldier i think that those three were kind of top notch and then the programming has kind of dwindled from there unfortunately i mean i did love hawkeye but um loki and wandavision it's just like they like tried 10 times as hard for those shows over the other shows i don't know what it is necessarily but it's also interesting that loki got his own show to begin with because he was such a long-standing feature in the marvel universe you never really see like stars from a, a movie going back to television like that it's usually the opposite um so that was fun to see i think it was it was nice to see him continue on instead of just kind of dwindle out um loki is like wanda i don't think that fans were ever going to want him to go away mm-hmm. he's already so, died three times so i guess I know. <laughs> everyone's like gone. stop killing him <laughs> he's never gone and there's going to be a season two of that already yep. confirmed so yes. Yeah, good choice. That would that would have been my other choice. So I know, I, we, were, we were close to matching on that one. Yeah, close. I mean, yeah, Owen Wilson, Owen breakout Wilson. star of that film, that show, that was great. 
And we are to the finale of the. Dun, 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 dun. That was my. I don't know what I'm humming. And now, welcome back to the. Rehutavision. That was my announcer voice. Did you like it? Welcome back to the award show. Coming oh, yeah. up is Bryn Mercado to per fuck to per fuck <laughs> to, to present fuck. the best film Bells. of Facebook. Hire me. Face control. Right. You do not have a future as an announcer. I do, but right, you don't. Per fuck. <laughs> per f- you just said per fuck. Come on. On live television? There's hey, kids listening. Hey, at least I didn't slap anyone. That's true. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. What if my cat just came up and slapped me on the face? <laughs> the cat just walks over to you and slaps you with a claw, the paw. <laughs> Keep my paw out <laughs> your mouth. <laughs> Keep my paw out your mouth. <laughs> Best film of phase four. This is a big one. Um, I don't think we're matching on this, but you probably know what I picked. And I don't know what you picked. But you go first. You go first. I picked for the best film of phase four. Envelope, please. Um, Shang-Chi. Ah, I did (laughs) not pick that, but yes. (laughs) You didn't pick it? I didn't pick it. It's a great choice. Don't get me wrong. Great choice. I oh, you pick Spider-Man. Spider-Man No Way Home is the best film of phase four. Yeah. It depends how you define best. Hard. It depends how you find best. Um, as far as how I enjoyed it in the theater, them, you know, watching it for the first time, the anticipation, you know, it it wasn't a perfect movie. I think the plot was a little bit you know, weak, a little bit in some areas, but the fact that we got Andrew Garfield, Toby Maguire, Tom Holland on the same film bringing in the multiverse and the chemistry of those three together in the last 30 minutes of the film made it all worthwhile. I thought it was amazing to, to be experience that. And then the cool thing you can do too, you can like YouTube, like live fan reactions to the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't look this up. I've stumbled across it. Right. And you can like see like the theaters going nuts when like they show up, those two uh, Spider-Man show up in the, in the movie, which is kind of fun. But you were going to say something. <laughs> You're looking um, like you wanted to interject something. I feel so like I you, have a you just convinced me and I'm going to change my vote to Spider-Man. You are? Yeah. Because I love you. <laughs> I love you. I, love you I was deciding between the two and you just kind of breaking that down reminded me of how much I loved watching Spider-Man and how I kind of got that movie magic feeling. So sounding. Yeah. Are you gonna cry? <laughs> Felt happy again <laughs> for the first time in so, so happy. five years. It just it brought back the feeling of like phase or the first Avengers film to me, and kind of having that surprise and that joy in a film in a Marvel film. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you, Spider Man. Spider Man, no way Screw home. Shang Chi. Screw Shang-Chi. I need Shang-Chi. So they're the runners up. Runner, runner, runner up. Yeah. He, runner Shang-Chi is up. a is a yeah, second place honorable mention for sure. And the good thing is we're gonna get more Shang-Chi. So he could maybe win best film phase five. I don't know. I think that Spider-Man No Way Home 
was a Spider-Man experience. Maybe I'm biased because Cade, my son, is um, obsessed with Spider-Man right now. It's like, oh, I know. I know. He FaceTimed me today and showed me everything. All the way. It's gotten (laughs) to the point where in the car, he wants to hear the Spider-Man score, believe it or not. He says, He is your son. Spider-Man music. (laughs) He'll hum this to himself. He goes, do, 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 do. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, it's super cute. He wears his costume all the time, like you said. So, so you brainwashed him. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm slightly biased or brainwashing my son to Spider-Man, but uh, we all love Spider-Man. My daughter likes, likes Pokemon. So that's cool. Pokemon. Is Pokemon part of the MCU? Definitely not. Definitely not. But um, yeah, our best film, uh, since we agree. Our our best film. film The official Mercado Vision phase four best film is Spider-Man No Way Home. And hopefully we get to see more of those guys in in, uh, Avengers Secret Wars. We have a a little award that we would love to mail to Tom Holland or (laughs) Zendaya. Or yeah. any of the other people in the movie. Or Just Andrew or your Toby. addresses. Yeah. If we don't have your address, so you can come pick it up. Yeah. At our house. Yeah. That, that's if you fine. want to stop by, I'll, I got that award for you. Yeah. Or we can just meet somewhere for dinner. Yeah, we can just, just hang, out. hang out. Hang out at a bar. I don't know. I don't know. Just hit us up. I don't know. Email yeah. us or something, you know? We love you guys. Just because you got an award. It's official. It's official business. Um. All right. That's the Mercado Vision Phase 4 Awards. Well, since we've uh, kind of put a stamp on phase four, really quickly though, I wanted to mention I wrote this down and I would be is it remiss to not say it? I, That's how you say it. Honorable mention for best villain is Namor in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Dude is Mexican. I'm Mexican. We're Mexican. I'm Mexican. I'm Mexican. I'm Mexican. The dude did a pretty damn good job. And we haven't <laughs> talked about that movie, but. We haven't. Shout out! Um, shout out to uh, is it Tenok Huerta? You know, it's interesting. It didn't make any of our awards. <laughs> I know we didn't mention that like at all, really. Cool. Oh no, you, you said for best score. Maybe because it's still fresh in our brains, and we've only seen it one time. Yeah, you said um, best score though, so it made sense. Oh, I did. I did. <laughs> so um, that was he did a great job as a villain. You're right. And the Black Panther, the new Black Panther, we didn't get really into it, but it was a great film. It was heavier than other marvel films i cried twice in that Mm -hmm. movie probably would have cried more if i wasn't so exhausted austin like didn't sleep the night before so i was just like kind of falling asleep in the movie but didn't really fall asleep austin also went to that movie with me so that was our her first marvel movie awesome yeah a first of many she's gonna go see um ant-man quantum media with nick when it comes out we'll switch off taking her to them as long as she'll let us (laughs) I can't wait till my kids are old enough to take them to Marvel films. That's going to be fun. To, to, to your point, though, um, I did want to touch more on Black Panther. I think it was a pretty good movie. They had a tough task ahead of them to make that movie without Chadwick. And I did. I do think I felt, you know, the weight of him not being there a little bit in that movie. But considering that tragedy, they did a good job of, mm-hmm. of, perf- of delivering the film of honoring him honoring you know it was beautiful the the black panther character so you know all things considered they did a pretty good job of of, uh on that movie so it was a wonderful movie it just was i mean i expected it to be heavy and it was i mean it was a hard topic to to tackle 
and I didn't think it was going to be as light and adventurous as the first Black Panther movie, which was already kind of heavy to begin with. For the topic that they had to handle, it, they couldn't not discuss it, and it would have done a disservice to Chadwick to not have it been the topic of the movie. So for it, for the movie topic, it was extremely well done. You know, I don't know if I'll watch it over and over again because it is kind of a bummer of a movie. But yeah, and that must have been tough to make that movie too. You oh, I'm know? sure. It's just like man, I mean, I think they already had it already written with Chadwick in it, and then it's all of a mm-hmm. sudden to redo this film without our main character that everybody loved and adored. So anyways, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman, yeah. we'll miss you. That's our um, um, little bit of a, two minutes of Black Panther Wakanda forever. So oh, let's, God. let's kind of put phase four in a nice little box with a bow. Maybe we'll talk about some of the individual movies or shows on future podcasts, but before we kind of start to, you know, close up the podcast, I want to get into some phase five and six little tidbits, little nuggets, little treats for you guys. Kai, do you have any Easter eggs that you noticed or anything that you found amongst the zeitgeist of phase four that you thought was pretty cool or noteworthy or surprising? Easter eggs. I know that there's a lot hinting at the Thunderbolts. Thunder, Thundercats. Thundercats. Is it, is it Thundercats? Thunderbolts. Oh, <laughs> wait, what? That's a cartoon, I thought. Thunder something. There are some hints at the Thunderbolts throughout the Mm. movies. And there's some Easter eggs as to like the the multiverse. I predicted that. Yeah, that's I mean, you before we even knew where this was kind of going. um, You know, one of my frustrations was like, how do all these movies tie together? Like, what is is this phase four? Is this like, we didn't even know like what, you know, what, what phase four was or what, what it, where it started and ended or where it ended and what the overarching or underlying theme was or bad guy. I'm like, what's going on? And Kai's like, you're an idiot. It's the multiverse. I'm like, no, you're not. You're an idiot. And then sure enough, Kevin Feige comes on a stage at comic con. He said, he said he, Kai was right. <laughs> basically said, this is phase four. This is phase five. This is phase six. It's the multiverse saga. And Kai is like, boom. That's what I said, bitch. And <laughs> yeah, so you gotta, I gotta give you credit for like kind of identifying the multiverse was kind of the theme for this, um, not just this phase, but like the whole saga for phase four, five, and six. I'm not really big on Easter eggs, but I do think there's there's some connection between the 10 rings as being an important part of like, I don't know how they're going to defeat the bad guy or be important to like the plot, kind of like how the infinity stones were kind of sprinkled throughout the infinity saga. I think the 10 rings are are kind of like a relic or a a weapon or whatever you want to call it. That's going to be important. We still don't know where they came from exactly. And I think they're related to the bangle that uh, Miss Marvel wears as well as well they might be from the same place. So I think there's kind of these things that are kind of hidden throughout phase four that are going to be more apparent and kind of come become really more important. Yeah. I think that in phase one through three, we had kind of more of a clear map that we were following with these infinity stones and it became Mm -hmm. more apparent. I think that we're, we probably will go back once all these things are revealed to us and realize that there probably were a lot more Easter eggs that we didn't even realize. But as of right now, we're not really sure where anything's leading. Um, there's theories out there, but 
you know, phase one through three was clearly about the infinity stones. And then what's his name? We know it's leading to Avengers, Kang dynasty, Avengers, secret wars, but we don't know what that's going to look like. It could be lots of stuff. Secret wars is basically a multiverse battle um, in the comics. So I think we'll see some more characters from like the old MCU or other like, you know, movies that are popping up. Which we're already going to get to. Yeah, excited for it. Do you have any... Oh, let me ask you this. What is your more, most anticipated film project? Or what are you most excited about from what you know of the movies that are going to come out next few years? I don't know. It's it's so hard to, to tell. Um, I think Fantastic Four probably just because I'm familiar with that storyline. So I'm excited to see how that gets cast and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm definitely excited for Ant-Man Quantumania. I think Ant-Man's going to have a much bigger, hopefully Paul Rudd will continue on and have more more um, weight in the, multi- in, the multi- in multiverse, in the MCU. But I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of unknowns still, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is normal. There's still three or two phases left. So we still have a lot of content to get through to tell we see the big picture. But um, I think those are the two that I'm most intrigued by. How about okay. yourself? Well, I'm surprised you didn't mention this, but I am most stoked about Deadpool 3. That is going to be forgetting about something that. to behold. Uh, you got Ryan Reynolds. You got Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine. Hugh Wackman. Hugh Wackman. <laughs> wow. What are they going to do? How is it going to be all fit? Um, yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. Like, I want to see that badly. Yeah, I I I hope that they do it right. I and think they will. Ryan Reynolds knows what he's doing. This, this dude can do no wrong. Yeah, I know. I just, you know, he worked so hard for the brand that he created with that movie. So I hope that they continue on and they don't kind of um, water it down. But yeah, I mean, duh, I'll go see it and I'm excited for it. Yeah. Well, just I to see how that to, character. I forgot about it till just right now. So <laughs> I kind of thought you did, but to see how that character interacts, not just with Wolverine, but as a part of like this MCU, how does he fit? I feel like it's going to be like a fish out of water type movie, but Deadpool is a pretty uh, unique and vulgar and violent character. So, and we're pretty sure it's rated R. So that'll be kind of um, interesting. All right, so that. Um, that wraps it up for five, uh, five for phase five and six, uh, you know, tidbits or what we're looking forward to. All right. So let's go on to this part of the, the fun podcast. I wrote down here the, I'm not, we're not going to guess like, or give our, you know, our own Mercado vision meter or scores of these films, but let me run down the best reviewed film and the best reviewed TV show. Do you have a guess Kai of what the best reviewed in terms of Rotten Tomato score film was out of phase four? I think it was Spider-Man. You would be correct. Spider-Man Ooh, got one right. with a Rotten Tomatoes score of 93%. Boom. Solid. And not far behind, which would make sense because we are pretty spot on. Shang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings, 91% on a tomato meter. Um, I want to, I want to, I, did you happen to know what the number one overall Marvel rated movie is? Of like all time? Mm-hmm. Is it Endgame? I think it is either it's one of these three. It's Winter Soldier, Avengers, or the first Iron Man. Okay. I'd have to look it up though. Interesting. 
I'm just wondering. Or Black Panther. I mean, that was pretty high. Yeah. Too. I'm just wondering what the pacing is for the movies that are coming out now compared to what the phase one through three were. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of um, movies that are falling flat in terms of reviews. Um, and, you know, for a while there, they were getting high praises almost with every movie. So I'm just interested to see. What, we should do like an average of all phase one. We should. Two. That's a good idea. Jeez, you're good at this. <laughs> good idea. Should have thought of that before the podcast. <laughs> Damn it. We can edit that in, maybe. Yeah. What are your guesses for the highest rated TV show according mm. to Rotten Tomatoes Tomato Meter? WandaVision. Good guess. You Jeez. might be surprised. The WandaVision had 91%. Okay. The highest rated. TV show was Miss Marvel, 98%. Dang. That is Miss Marvel. Let me double check that. Is that right? That because it's obviously really high. Um, I wouldn't score it that high, but average tomato meter. No, that with TV shows take an average of each episode, so they call it an average tomato meter. 98% for Miss Marvel. Dang, that's wild. So good on you. What do you think the lowest one was? Are we talking about um wait? Hold on. Did Werewolf... Are we talking about specials, too? Yeah, throw those, throw those in. What was Werewolf by Night? I thought that got really high reviews. 90%. Oh, okay. The worst reviewed show or movie? You want a hint? Well, I'll give you the... You probably know both of these answers because you've... The worst reviewed movie was Eternals. Yep, 47%. Yeah. It underrated. Underrated, yeah. but... And then the worst reviewed show is Captain Earth, Cap Fire, Fire, Captain (laughs) Captain Falcon, Firefly. What was I just saying? (laughs) It's so bad. You don't. Winter Soldier and the Captain. The Captain Falcon and the Winter Falcon, Soldier Falcon, Firefly. Firefly. You're right. Eighty-four percent. Still a good score, but the the lowest of the TV shows. Uh, Overrated, in my opinion. You said overrated. We already did a whole. What, two podcasts on that? Mm-hmm. You but should go back and listen to it, fans. You should. So <laughs> that's how the critics kind of thought about these um, these TV shows and these movies. We are big fans, of course, and hopefully you guys can keep listening. We'll bring you some more good uh, Marvel content coming out. Do you think that that the caliber of films is going to go up? Do you think it's going to stay the same? Or do you think it's going to keep being a bumpy ride for marvel i think the next year might be a little bumpy but i think it's gonna go up to a higher level maybe in a year or two the reason i say that is i do think they're gonna reevaluate kind of like the quality or quantity approach you do have mr bob Iger back in charge saying like mr bob Iger. yeah come on guys deliver some good shit yeah, and I, and I I do think they'll continue to to deliver pretty pretty high quality stuff, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a few bumps in the road the next uh, you know twelve months or so. Hey, at least they're not DC, you know. Oh God, no. <laughs> they're not, they're All right, DC. that is twenty twenty two wrapped up in a bow for Mercado Vision. We promised that we might try harder next year. We, <laughs> no, will. we will. We will. That is our new, that is the Mercado Vision New Year's resolution is to record more Mercado Vision because you, you want it. Because you asked us for it? Question mark? Because our mom keeps bugging us. That's true. No, I mean, this is, uh, I don't know what to say. I want to keep doing this. You guys want us to keep doing this. 
It's fun. The fans demand it. If nothing else, it's a way for me to talk to my brother every week. So yeah. And our kids will listen to it growing up. Oh, when we're long and dead, our grandchildren would be like, what the hell is this? They really were narcissists. They thought, they want, they thought people wanted to listen to them every week. <laughs> and hopefully we'll have Mr. Uh, Shay back on our next uh, episode. And um, yeah, what is our next episode, Kai? What do you think we're going to tackle for our next? Uh... So for our first episode of 2023, we want to take it back. Take way it back. way back. Back way in back. time. Um, we're going to continue on our journey. If you are a long-term listener, um, we originally, before there were anything coming, before there was anything coming out new, um, there's a lull in some pr- new content. We decided to start our journey through the MCU from the very beginning. We have reviewed Iron Man and mm-hmm. the Incredible Hulk, correct? And the next film on our list is going to be Captain America. That's right, Chris Evans. We're talking to you, my man. We're going to go back and all this phase talk. We're going to go back and finish phase one for y'all and do Captain America and get that, um, get that uh, star spangled man with a plan, the podcast he deserves. So let's do it. Yeah. That's America's ass. (laughs) It is America's ass. (laughs) And on that note, I love you 3000. Love you 3000. Happy New Year, guys. This is Mercado Vision. Tune in next week as we dive into more high-flying superhero action. Please subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And tell your friends, family, local villains, and superheroes to do the same. As always, love you 3000.